You are listening to Power Talk with Dr. Norman Thomas, sponsored by New Life Church International, a church for all nations. is by receiving it. You don't struggle for it, you don't strive for it, you don't beg for it, you don't cry, you don't have to fast and pray for it. You just simply receive it because, and the reason I say that is because he has already given you his peace. Now he told us that in the book of St. John chapter 14, and there are some other places that where Jesus ministered to us regarding his peace that he gives to us. So you just simply receive the peace of God. And that sometimes you have to do that for quite a while just, just to renew your mind and to develop an awareness of the peace of God. Father, I thank you I received the peace of God. Now that doesn't have anything to do with how you feel. It has nothing to do with what you're feeling emotionally, what you're thinking mentally. It has nothing to do with it. You're going to override your emotions. You're going to override your, your, your mentality by enforcing it through your spirit, the peace of God. You're receiving the peace and you're doing it by faith. And that act alone is going to override any ill emotions that you have and any ill mentalities that you have. It will do an override. So, I'm just telling you, I, I, I know this because I've done this and I still do this to this day and it works. My pastor says this, the only part of the Bible that works for you is the part that you believe. So if you'll believe this peace of God, you will receive this peace of God and it's an easy reception. Okay? Now, in... 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, here's the scripture we're going to spring from tonight. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, the things I want to highlight in this scripture, this, we're pulling this from Paul, uh, from Peter's writings. He says, gird up the loins of your mind. Now, your mind doesn't actually have a, a physical loins. The loins is the part of your physical anatomy that houses your production, your reproduction organs. But he's drawing a picture. He's painting a picture for you and I. He says, gird up, and the word gird means protect, surround, it means to secure this production center of your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind. This gird up, no, this loins is reproduction, which is creation, creativity. There's a, re, there's a, there's a creative part of your mind that needs to be protected. It's the belief center. It's where you exercise faith in God's word to produce tangible outcomes of what God has to say to you. He's saying, I want you to protect that part of your mind, the part of your mind that fosters belief, 
the part of your mind that fosters conviction, the part of your mind that fosters creation. Protect it. Gird up the Lord of your mind and be sober. Now, if you're going to protect your peace, you're going to have to do it with a sober mind. And the way you're going to be sober and remain sober is by actively engaging in your own protection of your mind, in the protection of your mind, doing the things that are necessary. Tonight, it's gird up. Or for maybe more layman-like language, we could say uh, uh, screen, screen your thoughts. Gird up means to lock up, uh, defend, <laughs> from outside intrusion, uh, tighten security, tighten borders of your mind. That means any thought just can't come in. Any thought just can't invade. Uh, you know, most people suffer from thoughts that don't even belong to them. They think they belong to them. They think those thoughts are theirs when those thoughts are not even theirs to start with. Those thoughts belong to the enemy and he's trying to sell them to you for ownership. And once you begin to verbalize them as your own, you take ownership of them, okay? So the idea is to know what's your thoughts and to know what's God's thoughts. Uh, what thoughts belong to you, what thoughts do not belong to you. That's a, that's a really easy remedy there. The remedy for that is to measure it against the word of God. To use the word of God as the screening process for your thoughts. Does it line up with God? Does it line up with what God said? Then that thought, that thought doesn't belong to me and I will not take ownership of it. Does it line up with God? If it does, that one I will take ownership. Even if my mind wants to argue with me and I don't feel like that particular idea but if it comes from the word and if it originates from God, if it agrees with God, that's what I will take ownership of, even if it, in my natural self, I'm not feeling it. Because I've learned I don't have to feel it. I don't have to feel it. It's, this is not dependent upon your emotions. It's not dependent upon how you feel about anything. It is dependent upon what is true. And what do you believe, not what do you feel? You ever notice how sometimes when you talk, you say, I feel this way, I feel like I ought to do this. I just feel like that's the right thing to do. I just feel, feel, feel. How many people talk about what they believe? You see, when you hear yourself speaking from the basis of what you believe you should do, what you believe is right, then you know you're coming from the core of yourself and not just from the surface of yourself. You're coming from your heart and not just your natural mind. And so you want to observe that in yourself to see where you're coming from with, with your own ideas. Now, <coughs> excuse me, I want to read this opening paragraph. These notes are available to you on our website. The peace that God provides is one of the most precious spiritual assets that you can attain in life. And there are practical things that you can do to protect the peace of God within you. Once you experience God's peace, you will be highly motivated to do everything within your power to protect that peace that he gives you. Now, that's the same paragraph we read last week, and we'll read it again next week. But in summary, last week, what did we say? 
submit and resist. We got that from James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit to the will of God and resist the devil, which means to stand firm against with the word of God in your heart and the word of God in your mouth and in your mind. You just, you just say the word. You stand firm against. Let me give you a picture of resistance. Remember in the Bible, and if you don't, I'll explain it real briefly. When Jesus, the Bible says he went into the wilderness to fast and to pray, to seek God. Well, while there, he was tempted by the devil. And the devil came to him with three specific temptations. And you can go and read this in Luke chapter 4. And what happened, what was Jesus' response to those temptations? It is written. What did Jesus say to Satan? It is written. In other words, he said, the word says. Now, he's listening, to, he's hearing, not necessarily listening, but he's hearing what the enemy is telling him and how the enemy is tempting him. But every time the enemy tempts him, Jesus says, the word says such and such and such. So let's learn from Jesus. What if when you're tempted by the devil, you know when he's tempting you, you know when he's suggesting to you, you go back to him with the word says. Don't do this thing Oh, Satan, leave me alone. Please just stop it. Stop it. I belong to God. I don't belong to you anymore. Stop it. Leave me alone. The devil don't, he don't have any respect for that. He's got respect for power. And the power that you have is also authority. But it comes through the word of God and the name of Jesus. And so when you speak back the word to that temptation, just like in Jesus's case in Luke chapter 4, the devil had to fold his tent on that one and try to, to move on to another one. And when Jesus spoke the word to that temptation, the enemy had to fold his tent on that one and had to try another one. Notice he tried three times with Jesus. How many times do you think he's going to try with you? But each time you speak the word, he has to fold his tent and try another one. For you know the secret to your victory. Keep speaking the word. Every time he comes at you, speak the word. Every time he tells you that you're broke, you can't afford this, you can't afford that, you'll never aspire to a certain level of wealth or a certain level of success, financial success in your life, you speak the word of God. You declare simply, I am blessed, I am fully provided for, my God makes great provision for me, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want he causes me to triumph in every single way, including my finances. I just use that as an example. But any area of your life where the enemy is trying to tempt you to be ordinary or to go an opposite way of God, you simply speak the word. That's what it means to resist. So we said you submit to God to his word and resist the devil. Tonight we're saying gird up or tighten the borders of your mind. Secure your thought processes so the enemy doesn't have so much easy access to your spirit. The only access he has to a born again spirit is through the mind. Remember that. The only access the devil has to your spirit man is through your mind. He has to get your permission 
or allow, you have to allow him to come in through your mind to affect your spirit. Now, if, what if we made every thought subject to the Lord? In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or natural, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know what a stronghold is? It is a, it is a fortified thought. That's what it is. It is a fortified thought. A stronghold is a, is a, is a wall, a thought process that cannot be penetrated. And unfortunately, most people have the wrong strongholds in their minds, but you need the right strongholds in your mind in order to live the way God desires for you to live. But he says, here's what you do. You cast down imaginations. What is imagination? Imagination is a function of the thought. Every high thing or every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring that thought into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ or the obedience of the word. Because in the beginning was the word, which is Christ, and the word was God, and the word was with God. So Christ, the anointing, is also the word. Make every thought captive. You say, oh, that's too much work. Well, okay, <clears throat> then just remain defeated in your thoughts. Just keep letting the enemy bombard you and, 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 and harass you in your mind. What are you going to do, just lay there and just let him beat you? No. When it says here, make every thought captive, it is saying when the enemy files, uh, fires a missile of thought at you, you have the right to reject it and you have a right to annihilate it with a counterattack of the Word of God. For more inspiration, visit our YouTube channel at Dr. Norman Thomas.